Welcome to the Jesus Would Have Tweeted That podcast, a Christian lifestyle show where just like old school testimony service, you get advice, inspiration, and encouragement as we discuss topics that strengthen your faith, family, friendships, and business with your favorite Christian innovators, leaders, artists, and influencers who love to laugh out loud and testify to the goodness of Jesus. Now, here's your host, Sharice Belton. Hey y'all, it's your girl Sharice Felton with Unstoppable Church Media with another great episode of Jesus Would Have Tweeted That. Now listen, I'm so grateful for the opportunity to um, always share with you guys, share my heart, what I believe is God's heart for his people and, you know, kind of carve into this stuff. I feel it a lot better even from uh, getting over the laryngitis and that whatever that head cold was that I had. Um, I know people are talking about, you know, all of the various things that have been going on. I've been hearing people say, it's COVID in the streets. It's COVID is rising. And you know what? I can't say I don't know the numbers. I don't know the science. So I, I won't comment to this or that. But I will say this. The common cold still exists, folks. And, you know, people are still getting allergies. I know here in Northern California where we are, one day it's raining, one day it's sunshine. So you're just getting a little bit of everything. I'm just grateful that on my end, I get to do what I like to do, talk. I get to talk. I get to sing. I don't know if anybody really wants to hear me sing. I'm more of a, you know, background, like way in the background. But listen, I'm just grateful to be able to do what it is that I get to do for God's people. And I get to move forward in a way uh, that brings God glory and honors him in everything I say and do. So we've been talking about doors most recently in our last few episodes. I try to have some continuity in the episodes, but God be giving me so many downloads and so many things that I want to talk to you guys about. Um, and, and, you know, I've been working really hard um, with another team that at my church at, during uh, our outreach sessions with our mental health awareness month with a shout out to sister Latanya Brown, sister Keangela Woods, phenomenal women of God. I get the privilege of working with these beautiful, beautiful souls inside and out. They've been, you know, just jumping in with both feet, uh, taking on this new avenue at our church. If you guys don't, um, follow, um, Living Waters Worship Center Inc. on Instagram or Facebook. Definitely chime in. They've been hosting every Thursday night, um, which is called the Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, these conversations and it it just talks about various topics: bullying and anxiety and suicide prevention and awareness and you know, triggers and trauma. And last week they were really going for anxiety, but a whole lot of people chimed in about the correlation between anxiety disorders and the depression that can ensue. And what they're really, their goal and their aim is, is to be able to remove the stigma, normalize the conversation and equip the body of Christ with the tools necessary so that we could heal one another. The Bible says you're supposed to be able to confess your faults one to another that you may be healed. And you know what? God doesn't want anybody in the kingdom to be walking around bogged down with all of these various things or having to mask them and package them in a way that, that makes you feel like 
you know, that they're not really there. But he says, I am come. Jesus said, I am come that they might have life and that they ha- might have it more abundantly. So Jesus wants us to have that abundant, that abundant life wherewith we can walk in the liberty wherewith Christ has truly set us free. And we know by the word of God, he says, whom the son, Jesus Christ has set free is truly what? Free indeed. So we're free to dance. We're free to run. We're free to work. We're free to play. We're free to serve him. We're free to share him and his love and be honest about the things that we go through so that other people can also overcome. You know, we are not those people that are supposed to be in bondage and kind of toe up from the flow up where we can't be honest with what's really going on. He said, you're overcome by two things and that's by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. So if the blood covers it and you can tell Jesus did it for you, guess what? You're an overcomer through and through. So I hope you guys can join us on Thursday night. It's on Zoom. I'll make sure the link is in uh, the description here today so that if anybody wants to join us on those Thursday nights, you can certainly do that. Tell your story in a safe place. It won't go anywhere. We're definitely praying for you and we definitely understand what you're facing. So, so glad for that. So kudos to those two ladies. Yay. So the other thing that we're working on right now is we're uh, been working with a company called Jails to Jobs. Now, listen, this is a phenomenal um, organization because what it basically is, is and they're in Lafayette, California. Um, they are about giving resources, opportunities, um, and ways to connect people who um, are previous felons or not just felons, but if you've ever been incarcerated, I should say to second chance employers who hire workers who were formerly uh, incarcerated. I've heard people say all the time, you know, when they got out of trouble, they got in trouble. They couldn't find where they were supposed to connect to. Nobody will hire me. There's nothing, no opportunities. And you know what? We tell people flat out, the best thing you can do is to learn from people who've already done it. There's a incredible, huge network called the Second Chance Employers Network, um, which is there to inspire other employers as they consider to starting their own and becoming a second chance employer themselves. So there's huge variety of employers that um, are connected to this. I mean, everyone from United Airlines to AT&T to Best Buy. I mean, you wouldn't believe some of the job opportunities in the major companies and corporations, uh, McDonald's and all the places that are willing to hire people and be able to, um, who have been formally incarcerated and are looking for the best way to, um, you know, re-enter into the community. So we've been working with them. Uh, we're working on a workshop that we'll offer locally free of charge. It'll be online as well. So anybody wants to participate so that people can understand uh, what they need to do of taking the necessary steps um, to being successful and achieving their goal of being employed and being able to step in the right direction to change their life, change their future. So um, definitely you guys, I'll put the links uh, in below where you can register for that as well. So I've been busy y'all and God, not that I've been busy, no glory to me. Let me take that back. 
God has been busy. He is absolutely positively up to something. I'm just happy to be a part of whatever he is doing and the direction, you know, that he's leading me. I'm just like, Lord, I want to keep my ear to the ground or that's what you said in the streets. But, you know, I want to keep my ear to your heart so I can know exactly what it is that you want us to do in this season. I don't want to go my own way. And so that's what leads us to our topic we've been talking about for the last few weeks, which is doors doors and I've been saying I was gonna talk to y'all about the exit strategy and how to bow out gracefully anybody who heard my uh, post you follow me on Instagram or you follow me um, at Reese is unstoppable on Instagram or if you follow me on Facebook under Sharice Felton um, in my story we were talking about how only immature people feel like when the door is closed they gotta also burn the bridge and, you know, you do not, let me tell you, there's no place I've ever worshipped, worked, a relationship, a friendship that I ever had that the door, once the door was closed in that time or that season was over, that I can't go back to. I can go back to my old job at the phone company if it still existed. That goes to show you, Pac Bell ain't been around a long time. But I bet you I can go work at AT&T or one of its subsidiaries uh, because, you know, when I shut the door there way back in 1998 or 1999, um, I didn't burn the bridge while I was standing on it. There's churches that I don't belong to. There are friendships that are still there, but not really an active friendship. But I bet you if I picked up the phone right now and I called Liz Daniels in Houston, she would tell me I love you and I would tell her I love her too. And there's nothing either of us could do about it because you do not have to burn a bridge once you shut a door only immature people doing that but sometimes what we do is we do too much you know God, you know, can I just be honest we do too much God will not put more on us than we can bear the word of God says there has no temptation taking you but such as is common unto man but God is faithful and just he will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able but will with the temptation make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it, that you'll be able to bear it. But what happens is, because we know God doesn't put us on us more than we can bear, guess what we do? We keep on all kinds of stuff. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try that. Look at me with my bad self, shuffling back and forth, doing all this fun stuff. And God ain't called you to do it no bit more than, the, than the, he called the man to walk on the moon. That's in a whole nother episode, y'all. Forgive me for saying that. But this is, we have to recognize in our lives the times when God is actually closing a door, giving us an exit strategy, a way of escape, and in an effort to avoid wasted time and energy on something that clearly wasn't for us at all. Or it could have been there for you to begin with like you know you say she's doggone it the lord did bless me with that job it wasn't like i gave myself the job I, he did put me there but what if your season is up there and we don't recognize the time in the seasons i wish you know we, we were talking about here in where i live in northern california how you know one day it's raining and one day it's summer one day it's fall you know you just and that's what's been laid leading to a lot of head colds and people having adverse reactions but we have to recognize the time and seasons in our life if i show up to 
the winter party in a two-piece swimsuit and a sun hat in the dead of December, you would be like, this child has no idea what time or season it is. And that's what we end up doing. People are showing up to, you know, uh, funerals and prom dresses. They're showing up to, <laughs> you know, they're showing up to wartime in graduation robes. If you don't go and put on some army fatigues, do you know what time and season this is? And we're not dressed for the occasion because we have no idea what season it is. And it's like, well, how do you know what season it is? You have to keep your ear to God's heart. You have to keep your hand in God's hand. How do you do that? You spend your time in prayer. You spend your time in meditation. You spend your time in his word. And then you walk around and then you can be certain that you're where you're supposed to be. But in case that's, you know, people say, well, even if I show up like that, what God has for me is for me. All right. That's very true. I take nothing away from that. Actually, I I endorse that a thousand percent because what, no matter how I show up dressed to the party, if something, if there's a just reward or something that is due me in that time and season, guess what? God's going to make sure that it's for me. But why would you worry when when he does close the door and you realize, shucks, I, I had a time and season when I could have did that. And now it's over for that. You know, why would you worry about the things that didn't happen for you when God has so much more in store for you? I'm at this season in my life I went through. I have my three children. I have my 25-year-old, my 21-year-old. I have my uh, my 12-year-old, right? And then there was a season where, you know, I wanted to have an additional child, but that door had been closed for me. I wanted just one more son. I wanted one more son. And God opened doors. He did not do it where I was did have an additional son. What ended up happening was he gave me godsons. He gave me a grandson. I've got more sons now than I can count. My beautiful godson, Jaden, the love of my life. You know, my grandson, I say my my godson, Kuda, the loves of my life. And, you know, I had to be at peace with the fact that he had closed the door where I was going to have a son. But there was another season that he was opening up to that I had to exit that season in order to effectively enter the season where God has me. So this is topic today is more about recognizing the seasons and knowing when it's your exit off the freeway. Okay, knowing when your turn is coming up and I'm no longer going to be on this road, but I'm going to take the exit. You know, I love it. It's a great meme that, um, you know, they say black people don't tell you you're going to miss your exit. It's a meme on Facebook. I love it. So funny. They say black people don't tell you when you're going to miss your exit. They wait for you to miss your exit and be like, where are you going? It is such the truth. (laughs) I love that meme because it is absolutely positively the truth. Sometimes we'll sit there and instead of giving you direction we'll come to the point where we'll let you miss it and then go go back and say where were you think you going you know what I'm so glad God is not like that he gives you signs that you might be missing your exit I'm closing this door 
you're about to get off. I see your exit on the freeway and I'm about to give you a few signs to know this is the strategy. You need to put on your blinker, get ready to look in your, your left mirror, your right mirror, look over your shoulder and let's get ready to move and get ready to rock and roll. So here's four signs that God is closing the door and giving you your exit strategy in your life. Number one, there's no peace. That's heavy. Oh, I didn't even think that this was going to start off like this. this is a punch in the throat, right? Right. You are about to make a life-changing decision, but you're constantly anxious and worried about what's going to happen. Chances are that God, that that's a sign that God's closing that door and your exit is coming up on the freeway. I'm not saying don't worry about the future, but there's a nagging, uncomfortable feeling that things are just going to fall apart and you should just probably reconsider your decision. No peace. God's not in it because the Bible says where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. He says he inhabits or he lives or dwells in the praises of his people. And the Bible says there is a peace that befalls us when we are stepping in faith. Philippians 4 and 7 says, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Listen, if you're not feeling that peace, you're like, oh, I'm anxious. You, you know, you all of these things are happening. When God is closing a door or there's an exit, you get antsy because you're not supposed to be there. You're out of season. You're out of order. There's no peace. There's no comfort. He's telling you to either get turn that blinker on and turn the other way to walk away. Or he might even say, punch it, baby, and, and you know, drive it like you stole it and get out of there. So that's what you want to do is be intently listening to God. Like, do I have peace where I'm at? Number two, red flags. Oh, now listen. One thing I love about the God, God, the God that I serve, because literally the closer I walk with him, the more I learn his characteristics. And I learned that he has a funny way of letting you know when you're headed in the wrong direction. Things just keep happening out the blue. You know what I'm talking about. You're on your way to the interview. You get a flat tire. You're supposed to meet up with somebody and they get sick and it canceled last minute. You're about to buy something you've been saving for. And all of a sudden your phone drops in the water in the puddle in front of your house and your daughter laughs that's personal that's just me it happened to me and then when i go to verizon they end up telling me you gotta pay 150 dollars copay thank you so much so but back to back these events keep coming and you're wondering why and i know i was quoting scriptures i'm like lord many are the affliction of the righteous but god delivers him out of them all oh my god you know, and God lift up a standard against the enemy. You know, I'm talking about Psalms, the third chapter, when David was talking about the innumerable things that just kept coming for him. And when he was fighting with Absalom and God, what you did for David, you got to do for me. Let me catch a fair one. Let me catch a one-on-one. But is it possible in all your loosening binding, the Bible does tell you in all thy getting to get a what? An understanding. So is it possible that God is trying to tell you something? That maybe, Sharice, it's not the right time or the situation to make that move to that big, gigantic house with the double dual stairways that's going to make your Christmas tree look awesome at Christmas time? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm back. I'm back. Y'all forgive me. I'm sorry. When you are heading in a particular direction and you keep hitting a block, that's a clear sign that you need to go to God ask for his guidance and be sure 
that you align your plans with the will of God and only walk in when God has opened the door or only exit out the door when he's opened the door until you make the strategy. My daughter used to tell me all the time when she became a teenager, I'm grown, I'm grown, me, 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 me. And I said, let me tell you something. 18 years old does not mean you are grown. I don't want to hear that. 18 does not mean you're grown. You're not, you don't pay your own bills. You don't pay your own taxes. You still live here. If something were to happen to you, they'd still have to call me to come get you. So I don't want to hear that you 18 is grown. So what was happening when she was going through this little phase, I'm grown, I'm grown. Uh, and I'm not one of those parents, you're not grown. You still live here. I don't care if you don't live here. If your insurance and your car is still in my name. Guess what? You're still not grown. So she jumped up and she'd tell me she's grown, she's grown, and she would go to her friend's house. And I, when she come back, I'd be standing at the door with my foot tapping and my arm folded. And she say, what? I told you I was going to Imani's house. Told me? Let me tell you something. There's a lot of believers right now that are telling God things that you should be asking him about. I'm going to say that one more time. There's a lot of people that are telling God what they should be asking God. You can't tell me nothing. You're my daughter. You're my child, not the other way around. You can't tell me you're going to Imani's. You can ask. And then if I, if you ask and I believe it's according to my will, guess what? I'm going to say, go ahead to Imani. Do you have my blessing? Or I'm going to say, no, go in there, clean that dirty room and pick up all them shoes. Either way it goes. You have to be sure that your plans align with the will of God and not the other way around. The will of God shouldn't align with your plans. Your plans should align with his will. You've got your shoes, Selah, on the wrong foot when she wanted to do her learning how to put on her shoes. The first thing my four-year-old, three-year-old, four-year-old daughter was doing at that time was putting her shoes on the wrong foot. She'd have the left one on the right and the right on the left. Sure, baby, you know how to put on your shoes, but guess what? They on the wrong foot. Now you got to cross them up and put them on the right foot. So you got it, but you're not quite there yet. So you cannot tell God, I'm going to start a new business. You can't tell God, I'm going to marry that man. I'm going to tell God that I'm about to get a tummy tuck and a BBL. Listen, you can have a BBL in the kingdom. I'm sure God don't mind you looking good in praise and worship. But does it align with his will? Why don't you ask God, can I get a BBL? Why don't you ask God to keep me when I go to the Dominican Republic? Oh, God. I seen somebody trying to go in there and get that done and had her flight got canceled. Somebody got COVID. I said, I'd be afraid to go out there and get it with all those roadblocks. So you are to the word of God tells you in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, you're supposed to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. I wish y'all could see me because I'm shaking my finger. He says, in all thy ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct our path. Sit down. You're not the director. Now, I'm one of those people that are guilty. I'm on the praise and worship team. I sing and I've been singing so long that from the from where I'm standing, I inadvertently think I'm directing. I have no idea. I tell people they say, well, Sharif put her hand down like this and, and said we were going to drop the bottom out and let the and put it on the baseline. Don't look at me. I'm thinking that's how it's supposed to go, but I'm not the director. 
Amen. Amen. Sister Naomi has been anointed and graced to be the director. I'm not the director. Not at all. I might look like, I might act like it. I might, got, I might walk in the rehearsal with the kind of attitude like I am it, but I am not. And I am not the author and finisher of my faith. Jesus is. I am not the one that's directing my path. Jesus is. And we need to realize that when we start hitting those red flags, we're not going up against the thing that's in front of us. You think you're going up in front of a flat tire. You think that you're going up in front of, you know, just uh, high ticket prices or BBLs not being booked this week. But you are literally trying to box with God. And I, I love that old school play with Patty LaBelle used to be in. But your arms are too short to box with God. Let's jump on into number three. Sometimes it's not even an option to do the things that we want to do. Silly little humans. You silly rabbit. Tricks are for kids. A clear sign that God is closing a door, ending a season, giving you an exit strategy is that it isn't the right time or place for what it is that you want to happen. We talked about this. The season is over. The time is up. You know, I want to go see a, a football game. And I'm like, I'm going on my way to go get me some 49er tickets. Well, sugar, you should have did that last season. There aren't any off-season games. There's not, I don't even know what you, they're practicing. They're conditioning. They're getting ready. You missed the whole Super Bowl. Take off that funny hat, you know, and, and, and cut it out. Cut it out, Sharice. The season is over. Now, it, for example, if you're thinking about getting married, but you're not even dating someone, chances are you're out of season. I had a woman come up to me with a full binder one time. I mean, a full binder, completely planning her wedding with no groom in mind. And I thought to myself, she's a wonderful event planner. That is phenomenal. She had it all chock full of flags and flowers and trumpets sounding and doves being released and small children being trapezed up to the ceiling to look like angels in a Tyler Perry film. She was ready, baby. But did you meet the man of your dreams? Uh, Do you know his name? No, you're not. I mean, I know you're supposed to be ready for these things. Be ye also ready. I I get it. You walking in faith. But you, what if he hates the color purple? What what if he can't stand and don't want to get married on July 15th? Because that's the day some, his dog died. And that's all he can think of is pain. Girl, get out of here. Another example. You're thinking about quitting your job, but you got bills to pay. No other streams of income. You're like, I'm going to quit this job right here, right now. I understand stepping out faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. I get it. I get it. My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. I know the word of God. I know what he says. But let me highlight, he wants you to do what? Wisdom is the chief thing. You have to use wisdom. Wisdom. Acts 16, 7 and 8 says, when they had come up to Mycenae, they attempted to go into Bithynia, but the spirit of Jesus did not allow them. So passing by Mycenae, they went down to Troas. It's clear from this verse that God had closed the door. This was not their exit track. This was not where they were supposed to get off. This was not where he wanted them to be for them to pass through Bithynia. 
So we may never know why he says, oh, not this exit, not here. Because when I when I leave my house, and there's a lot of ways to get to Solano Mall from my house. I, I can I could take Waterman. I could take Travis Boulevard. I could take Air Base Parkway. But if my mom's if my mom's in the car, she's telling me what exit. I know what exit I like. I like Travis. But you know, for some reason, my mom likes to get off at Airbase Parkway. Then she likes to take the scenic route so she can check on the other kids and apartments. She likes to look around a little bit and go back to Ross so she can debate if she wants to stop at this store versus this store. So there is a way that seems right to a man. He says, God, and God does know the way that we take. But we cannot. We don't counsel God. We don't enter into his mind. We may never know why he wants to take the way he wants to take. The problem is we are so committed to, we have to be committed to the vision and not so committed to the details of how we got there. For example, you know, you could be totally locked down on it. Like I'm going to the mall. And I am going to the mall. God, glory be to God. God didn't open the door. I'm going to go to the mall. But how I'm going to get there and the mode, the way that I'm going to take, God knows it. And we, you know, we can say, well, God, you can't get there that way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. If God blocks for you to get there in a certain way, that exit surely will take you there. It might even take you there faster. But God wanted to take you the scenic route. Perhaps he wanted you to see something there. We can always be certain that he has a very good reason as to what do it. For example, it could be that it wasn't biblically sound. Have you ever been given an opportunity to do something? You knew it was against God's word. But if you know that, that's a clear sign that God's giving you a big fat no. Don't get over. Turn your blinker off. It should not go without saying the decision you was about to make is clearly what against what God says in his word. And it's not the exit strategy. If you're being promoted in your company on the grounds that you did something that really you knew you shouldn't have done to begin with, no matter how much money they offer, you can't be like, hallelujah, they gave me that. No, 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 sweetie. No, no, no. You have to be able to know that the decisions that you're making, it's better that you rely on the protection of God than to rely on your own wisdom. We have to know that. We have to understand that. And we have to trust that in its entirety. So listen, I'm going to come back with part two of this episode and we're going to finish this up. I promise you the exit strategy, it gets bigger. It gets better. We want to do what God called us to do. Thanks for joining us today. We're going to talk about it in just a few seconds. All right. Thanks for listening to the Jesus Would Have Tweeted That podcast. Join us next time for more love, laughs, and inspiration. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe to the goodness of the Lord. Go to www.unstoppablechurchmedia.com and see how you can be a featured guest on our show. Until next time, remember, God loves you, and so do we, and there's nothing you can do to stop it.